0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Booth Review.
1: Welcome into another episode of Booth Review. I'm Ken Swanson. This is my guy, Brandon McAnderson BMAC. Well, it is a uh, it is a good day to be following the Kansas Jayhawk football team. I'll tell you what, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like every day is
2: a good day to be following the Jayhawk football team. So I'm excited to talk about it for sure.
1: Man, I tell you what, um, you know, I think I'll tell you like I think there's always been cautious optimism, you know, because of some of the past with this football program, right? And I think a lot of people like it's kind of the same thing as last year. Everyone wants to believe. Everybody wants to believe things are entirely different and I think there's a lot of people that knew but if you have any doubts now I don't know what to tell you Kansas fans you got a real football team and they proved it again and they proved it to you again against a power five program against a big 10 program a team that has a probably a first round pick on the defensive line a team that won what eight, nine, ten games last year. Kansas bopped Illinois. They were up thirty-four-seven. Obviously, let some things go late, but Kansas was absolutely blowing out the Illinois Fighting Illini, and just big picture, BMAC, what a huge win for this program! Man, a huge win. I know that's kind of people who want to, you know, pick away at some of
2: these things, and I have been encouraging Kansas football fans to fly their optimism flag, keep that thing flying in the wind because this football pra- program is going places and it's not about just the people that are playing. It's about the infrastructure, the team, the administration, uh, the students. I mean, the student sections are so, showing up in droves, better student sections than they have what I put. So, I mean, there's a lot going on with Kansas football outside of the actual football product, but the football product it, <laughs> oh, its so good. It. I mean, they are playing with so much pace. So much confidence, uh, so much understanding of what they're asked to do. And there's just a cohesiveness to the team that, man, you gotta change what you think about what they could be. And that's a that's a real conversation.
1: That was and I think that was a big, big moment to change that conversation with that win. I wanna talk about that in a second, but before we get, you know, deep diving into some of the cool things that happen in that game, and there's like a lot that we all that we want to talk about, I know, but I'll tell you what i and i went to the game i brought my i brought my seven-year-old boy uh we went to the game he had an incredible time um but there was this moment in the game where it almost felt it felt like some of the people in the building at the booth for that game acknowledged something was different and i, I don't know if you felt it either but the KU defense was on was awesome like the whole game. Like they were they're playing fantastic for most of the game. They played fantastic early, obviously, and Kansas gets out to a 21-0 lead. Well, you know, most of the time the noise is reserved for third downs, right? You know, most of the time, you know, that, that noise is reserved for third down. But the KU the KU crowd was ready to erupt for that team. KU rolls out. It's twenty-one nothing, and the defense gets onto the field, and the the pop in the crowd was like it was a third down before a down had yeah. happened, and there was just like this sense that like it was almost like the people that were holding back a little bit were like ready to celebrate a little bit and be like, okay, all right, this is different. Yeah. Something's different about what what's going on here, and there was just a different pop for this team rolling out up twenty-one nothing just ready to erupt. It wasn't just, it wasn't third down. Like that was a moment I looked around and I said, you know what? Like, I think that was like a, it was like almost a turning point for the vibe in that building and for this fan base a little bit.
2: Yeah. The West stands too, at times sounded like the student section. I mean, sometimes they were leading the roar and I could hear it over my head. I'm thinking, whoa, Like we are into this man. This is happening. And uh, just, just some things on defense. The environment was incredible. They have a crispness to their program that that is you see on every play you see it on every physical body uh that one percent better thing is a real thing and they are
1: really stepping into it and you're seeing the accumulation
2: of a lot of one percent early in the
1: season and i I think you can get lulled to like and we've talked a little bit about this you can kind of get lulled into uh, a level of comfort as a fan base if there's not nothing if there's nothing new and like there isn't a ton of newness to the product as far as the players themselves except for they're just they're all better you're right it's that one percent growth in the physical strength and the physical changes to the bodies of some of these guys but it's not like wholesale changes like this whole group came out of nowhere a little bit with a with a you know group of talent you know talented players but there was a lot of you know a newness to what you saw on the field that's not necessarily it's, it's a lot of veterans that just went out there and put in the work and the physicality, BMac. You talked about the physicality. You've spent time talking about the physicality. It's looked different this year than it has in years prior. And against a Big Ten of pro- opponent, the KU physically dominated them. Had depth. Had energy through four quarters. There's just so much about just the tone that this, in the in the way that this group was able to play with with the kind of physicality. I just was I was very impressed by that off the jump.
2: Yeah, and like you mentioned before, these are real people. You know, like you were being generous, you know. Uh Johnny Newton's getting drafted in the first round. I don't even think there's a question about that. I think Randolph Jr. will definitely be a yeah. second to third pick, second, third round pick. Yes. He's a real player. Uh move over to the other side. Isaiah Adams plays left guard, right guard, and left tackle. And he will be in the NFL. I don't know what round he'll be in the NFL. Orling Cruz's son is the center four-star. He'll be in the NFL as well. So I'm just telling you, this was not a bunch of slouches lined up in Illinois' uniforms. These were the same guys. Now, they may not have the same set of skill players. And if we want to be completely honest, I thought their secondary was good. I thought their secondary was good. I thought they had good edge players. I mean, like their edge rush uh, combination players were all pretty talented, all had good size, all young. I think those guys are going to be very good players. This was your Kansas Jayhawks sending a message to a very good football team, and they talked about it in the media all week about physicality. This is our, and they weren't saying it like they were scared. They were saying it like you prepare for a test. We talked about physicality off see, all off season, and now we have an opportunity in week
1: two to see where we are. And boy, did we ever see where they were! You know, teams that run zone, you know, sometimes they get they don't get the they don't get the the physicality you know, they don't get the, the physicality tag all the time. Some team right. some people want to, you know, that's 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 reserved for gap blocking, you know. Right. Nah, this this was a this was a physical group and um both sides of the ball. I want to give both credit to both sides. I do want to start though. I do want to start on the offensive side of the ball though. Um and let's just we can just we can kick it off with Jalen Daniels first before we get into mm. anything else. But um like Johnny Newton, you know, he he got in the backfield a little bit early you know there's a few plays uh that he he you know he he got in there and it didn't matter because you know Jalen Daniels there's so much there's so much I want to like about Jalen Daniels that like I can I want to get into some of the just like how consistent he is and all that stuff there's some really just things I'm blown away by but just watching some of those high level moments where he just makes things right makes plays right that That's the difference in, like, I'm not dunking on Jason Bean at all because I think Jason Bean can go out and win this team some football games, but the Jalen Daniels effect and the difference between a guy like a Bean and a Jalen Daniels was evident in that game, and it's why this team was lighting the scoreboard up early because there was just some plays that, you know, Illinois made some, and Jalen just made it right still. You know what's interesting about this is that we're
2: doing this show together, and when I talk about Jalen Daniels, I get this glow in my eye like you just had. And it's very like uh Ten Things I Hate About You, you know, it's <laughs> the great idea. it's very nostalgic and loving. I know as a quarterback, uh, you really enjoyed watching number sixty was saying I feel the same way. Sometimes I watch him and go, you know, I cannot believe he's on the team that I record. I mean, he is so talented, you know, it's it's everything. You know, it's the it's the stadium, it's the sideline, it's the defense, it's the people around him. And I'm not giving him credit for everyone's performance, but what I mean is he's a vibration raiser. Mm-hmm. You know, just by its presence, and this has this is separate from the football product. He plays with such a joy and energy that just flies through the team. And it's 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 a little nasty too, because he's a competitor. And then when he gets opportunities to make plays, he makes, mm-hmm. you know, that throw at the end of the second half to Luke Grimm down the right sideline, huge play. That play backed up on the goal line, huge play. We're up 7 0, facing third and 10 on our own 20 scrambles for 16, 17 yards and get down like this too put on a complete performance. And the funny part is how tired he was at the end of the game. You could tell he just had not been getting these kind of reps. Mm-hmm. Um, but who's to say what that score could have been if he was the mid-season, early-season version of himself where his conditioning was gone because his play was incredible. He made a maybe one mistake throwing the ball late, but that guy did make a play. But, I mean, that guy was incredible in that game, just his energy,
1: his performance, everything. I uh, I think I've told you I have really good Jalen Daniels receipts out there. Like when I saw him his freshman year, I said like this is the kind of kid that can that can drag Kansas out of you know their history. And it's just you know we talk about the electricity that he that he has to to what he does, but there's just so much. I don't think people credit the the conviction consistency quick processing that you see on a lot of these plays too because i mean this dude throws athletically like it's like uh, the way he throws like he doesn't need the perfect base to try to deliver a strike so like he sometimes is just uh you know he's sometimes just you know not perfect feet but he's still going to deliver a good ball throws with incredible touch the thing that separates i think a lot of quarterbacks that like one of the things i really pay uh, pay attention to is the ability to throw a ball up and down and layer a pass. Um, That and anticipation, those are like two big things I really look for with college quarterbacks. And those are two things that Jalen Daniels just, it's so natural to him to be able to throw an up and down ball so naturally. So the consistency that he throws with just down in, down out, you know, it's pretty impressive. The ability to, you know, be decisive and maybe not have the perfect feet, but still be able to deliver, you know, a strike. And then you talk about some of this play out of structure you talk about some of the ability with his legs man it's just it's special and you know i i saw my, my my guy matt miller um you know giving him a little bit of love we'll see where he winds up you know i i do think there's there's a draft ability to jalen daniels i don't know if it's this year or next year you know i don't know how much his stock improves and we'll see where where, where the ceiling is for that but Man, like how special is it to have a guy like this uh, at Kansas. I can't believe it. It was just so cool to see him back. Um, it's pretty special for us too to be supporting home field apparel. We are really excited to be having uh, them on KC Sports Network and supporting KC KC Sports Network themselves. They've got an incredible selection of of KU gear. And it's like it's hot. It is flying off the shelves, y'all. It is flying off the digital shelves. So make sure you are going. And and getting your your home field apparel, they got an incredible selection of KU stuff. No seats twenty three is the promo code that will get you fifteen percent off of your order. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Uh, you're going to be seeing us and everyone else on the on the KU channel rocking some some home field uh, apparel. They are just it's it's flying off the shelves right now, and y'all need to take advantage of that. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports
3: Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data,
4: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Hey guys, it's Benny Heist from Benny and the Betts, and when it comes to improving your golf performance, there is nothing quite like a PXG custom club fitting experience with a true PXG fitting specialist. This data-driven fitting is going to help determine the right club heads, perfect loft, lie, and shafts to be able to completely transform and change your game, and also lower your scores in the process. So it matter your skill level. You can be fitted for PXG's flagship Gen 6 clubs, they're designed to deliver incredible gains in distance, accuracy, and forgiveness. And for a limited time, you can use the code PXG75 when you sign up for a custom fit and get 75% off your fitting at PXG.com. Or you can give their store in Kansas City a call at 913-396-6100.
1: BMAC, uh, we talked a little bit, and I kind of mentioned, you know, there. Some there's a little bit of like familiarity with what this team and who the, the guys on the field are, but there is no familiarity all the time with some of the plays that you are seeing this team run. And oh my they brought some they brought some stuff out this week. And the, here's the thing: I love the creativity of Andy Kotelniki, and I've talked about this. Sometimes the you know creativity is time theft and stuff with these college kids, but this stuff worked. They had so many different things that they ran this week and they actually worked. It wasn't just showing something. They got big plays out of it. Um, Like the, you know, they had the center and all their eligibles to one side and they lined up the rest of the offensive line into the boundary, ran a little jet to, to Devin Neal. Um, They goofed around with some, like some extremely wide splits between your right tackle and your, your right guard. Some really, and then they're in zone into it. Like, all kinds of stuff. Just ridiculous. Like, I know I know you wanted to geek out about some of this a little bit. No question. So I asked Coach Lightpole after the
2: game. I said, is is this the most fun place to play offensive line in the country? And he said, you know, we he, everybody has their own recruiting pitches. I think he said it, but, I mean, it, it's got to be. You know, like uh, the huge splits where they ran a couple passes where everybody had a giant split. And really it just seems like, oh, this is window dressing. You know, oh, this is cute. It's not cute. It's not just cute. It's more than that. There's substance. So what he saw was they play six defensive linemen. All of them are 320 pounds. That's not. That's abnormal for for a spread type of football game that's played in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. So what he did was the tackles ends. Keith Randolph Jr. is going to be was a third team All Big Ten. He'll probably be first team this year. Johnny even will definitely be first team and likely All American. And then they have a heavy nose. So they play, you know, defensive tackles play technique. So a three technique is just outside the guards, outside shoulder. That's where they usually play. But if you're playing head up or shaded, they call that a four eye. So they weren't in fives so or four eyes. And what that means is they are they are functionally playing defensive end. So Andy Kotelnicki split the right tackle out and said, okay, if you're going to play defensive end, you're going to play defensive end. And the reason that that's important is because when you watch teams play zone read, where they put the quarterback and the, they put the ball in the back and ride the guy across, that's who they're trying to two-way go. They want that defensive end to choose between the running back crossing the formation and the quarterback pulling the ball and running around the edge. By putting Keith Randolph Jr. in that spot, he can't do both because he's too heavy. So what happened was they were, they were gashing him. They gashed him on the inside zone when he stayed high and the running back slid underneath they gashed him with Jalen Daniels pool, then he had to tap on from behind for a nine yard game. So, this was just more than, oh, we're going to do something cool. What he said is, I'm going to test the limits of your defensive strategy, your rules. If you're going to play these big, heavy guys, I'm going to make your big, heavy guys do defensive end stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, that's why Johnny Newton's a first round pick because he can do it. Keith Meredith Jr. cannot do it.
1: And that is the difference. I've, I've, when I don't, BMAC, do you ever just draw a place when you're bored? All the time. <laughs> I need to. I need to. All, All these, you should see my you should see like my notebooks at see my notebooks at work. Um <laughs> the time at work, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> I've always I've always wondered like if you just, you know, it's it was like a it was like a tackle ISO, but it's just like how do you how do you play what rules do what rules does it break for the defense, right? And like that's the exact same, same thing. How do you treat that? I don't think they had a great feel for how to treat it. No. And that's where that's where that's where I think it gets a little bit interesting, right? I've wondered, I I've, BMAC, I've wondered what if you stuck a sixth offensive lineman on the field in between that gap, but he's off the line of scrimmage. This is one. Of, this oh, is one of the man. things in my head. What if you did that? So you have you add a sixth offensive lineman to the field, but you take him off the line of scrimmage. But you still got that big gap. So the so how does the how does the defensive front treat that? And then guess what? If they don't, you could run that guy in motion. You could change the gap immediately, so like that's that's like like this was the kind of stuff that was like tur- like that's the kind of stuff that's turned in my head is like they could do something like that at some point. Just throw a just throw a, a a sixth offensive lineman, take him off the line of scrimmage, and then you can run him all over the place. You can change gap. You could do all kinds of crazy stuff, but like just bending the rules the way that they did. And like okay, so the other thing it's like the the sw- I, I I call it the swinging gate. Formation. That's like what a lot of people will try to will try to call it. It's you know, and you'll see kickoff teams or not kickoff teams, field goal teams kind of run the same stuff. It's you know, you've got your center, um, you got your eligible, you got linemen lined up to the left with a uh, running back behind it. They essentially that's essentially what KU did. They put all their eligibles right eligibles right next to the center, um, and then they ran a jet motion across and gave it, and Jalen Daniel gave it, and they just had all this space out here to run. You know, we see those little plays run all the time, but I don't think I've seen two kind of unique concepts like that run so well and run so successfully and work the way they did. Uh, when Andy, or when Andy Kolnicki the other day said that he wants to make this the hardest offense to prepare for, this is a prime example of the kind of things that are going to make them the hardest offense to prepare for.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think Luke Graham had a quote in the opening week. Saying something to the effect is we want to be the most stressful offense in college football. And I mean, that's a good example of what that does to you. And not just the movement, it was the coordination, like clapping the spin and the Temptations up there, man. <laughs> I didn't know they had, I didn't know Pooney and those cats had those kind of dance skills, but also like the little pieces. I know for me, we had a similar play that uh, OU ran the year they won the championship. And then we ran under Mangino that never quite worked. It was similar, you know, to uh, center quarterback guys split out on each side never quite worked and usually they don't work because the point of attack is not secure one of the things that he did was putting those putting those those heavier guys on the right hand side who you know, guys like Fairchild they look so huge that that makes a difference they're a little bit smaller than the line, not way sm- smaller the other part was putting, De- putting Lawrence Arnold so wide because now if you have Jalen as a possible passing threat and the kind of game Lawrence Arnold was having you have to respect his split and that was really the distance between the tight end and Lawrence Arnold. You could barely see Lawrence Arnold on the TV cop. You couldn't see him until he came in. That's how wide he was.
1: So there was just all these little pieces that they thought about every piece of that play. So uh, real quick, little sidebar. You watching the NFL this week? Yes. Okay. So Nick Chubb takes a direct snap, hands it off to Deshaun Watson, in front, you know, on a, on a kind of a, you know, it's like an outside zone kind of footwork give, but Deshaun Watson pulls a Jason Bean and orbit motions the, or orbits the running back and sprints back out like the, like Kansas did last year, you mm-hmm. know, look like, it looked like some people would see, you know, cause KU, they gave it to Jason Bean. Jason Bean did kind of, yeah. a you know, a, a three or a 180 turn around the quarterback and came and on a little sprint out. Cleveland did that this this week in a in an nfl game and i hadn't seen that i don't think since andy did it so right. people are paying attention and like and, and look it's it's a everyone steals stuff from everybody but i think people are paying attention to some of the stuff that andy Cohen and doing and it's working man it's absolutely. working absolutely is and there any, a, oh go original right you know it's uh
2: you know we watched him at buffalo and, you know, we watched what they did at Buffalo. We watched what they did at West Council Whitewater. It wasn't this. It wasn't anything like this. And it makes you wonder if this was their, you know, their dream child. That maybe they felt like they didn't have the resources to get to. Because, you know, there is a belief in it. And I know some of the concepts are similar. But, like, the movement piece, uh, they didn't put anything like that on tape in, in the past. And they've been together for 13 years. So, their ability to just kind of adapt the concepts of what they're doing and place them in these really cool settings is is awesome. And it's not just that. Like I know from my eyes and from someone like you who watches the game from a very nerdy perspective, I'm talking like Pebble Puff, uh, Gryffindor when they're in football. Uh, So basically, if we were judging Quidditch, that's how nerdy I can get on this set. Um, I like when they come out with four running backs and a tight end. Like what formation is that to the defense? You're going to play heavy. High, yeah. This they're going to play. They're going to play a base defense. They're going to play heavy. There's going to be you know bigger people on the field. But what do they do? They split them out in four wide. Who was playing running back? Jared Casey. So be like, wait a minute. So this is you know. So he just does all these little things that you know if we wouldn't notice on the field looking at the size of the body. They look like generally the same people. They're not the same people, and there's purpose in who those people are and why they're lined up where they are. Like Tory
1: Lachlan, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Tory Lachlan. I mean, they they used him out of the backfield a little bit uh, early in the game, and you know, running routes out of the backfield. And I mean, Tory Lachlan is like, is he's built for Andy Cole offense. He's one of those guys that like you put him on the menu. If he's on the menu, and you you know, or if he's if he's in the ingredient list, you can cook with it. And I think Tory Lachlan, like, I really appreciated how he used him early in the game. And, you know, it's kind of weird. Like, you never know, you never know whose talents are going to be exploited in a big, big way each week. And I think that's what's so cool is like, no one saw a Tory Lachlan game coming. And Tory Lachlan was exceptional early in the game and some packagers early in the game that they really wanted to get him involved. And guess what? He scored a touchdown. It was the first, I think it was the first touchdown of the game, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, first drive. Um, one other just quick thing, kind of geeking out a little bit about this offense. Um, the ability to sustain drives is just, it is a, and it's going to be fascinating to see when they go up against some of these, you know, powerhouse teams and, you know, the big 12, the Texas is the world stuff like that. But this team's ability to sustain drives and put these long, longer drives together has to be infuriating like it's just demoralizing and that's something I'm gonna be like that's something I'm going to be paying attention attention to in some of these bigger games is I don't know if it's necessarily clock management or game you know it's a game management thing but it's never a bad thing to put together long sustained drives as long as you're staying ahead of the sticks staying ahead of the scoreboard um this team just they they can they can kind of they can kind of suffocate you you know just by by this by this approach and I've just been really impressed with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's if you watch a team like Illinois, their success is based on second-down success, first- and second-down success. They were having a moderate amount of first- and second-down success. That's why the drives were so long. But when you're putting Jalen Daniels in third-down, this is what we talked about, that magic piece, because he has the play caller. They have the continuity. They have the extended vision of the offensive coordinator. You see that in Jalen Daniels. So Illinois wasn't losing every down of that game, hence the long drives. But what was happening is when they got him in third and seven plus Jalen daniels executed still had an answer still had, had answers, answers. Mm-hmm. and that that is you know that's what people define as a quarterback when you're as a quarterback if you're special when things aren't going great or when things break down can you get us out of it? like when we're out of the script and you know we're really we're, we really need something can you get us out of it and the
1: answer is always yes Jalen daniels. it was yes a lot um It's and it's just like it's so funny because we talk about like core principles and core ideology and core beliefs and like being able to build all this stuff around those core beliefs. That you know, KU they want to throw a ball on an out route into the flat on third and four or five every time, and they've got 85 different ways to get into it. And like they, I they still can't stop it, like they, like no one's they, they they get to that out route so consistently it's just it's crazy i just i can't get over it i love it it's just it's just a credit to them we got some stuff to talk about the defense and then we'll get into ku nevada a little bit right after this break
0: thanks for listening to kc sports network make sure you download our new app find it on the app store
3: or google play just search kc sports network
1: Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL is here. We're in week two, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Download now and use promo code KCSN to sign up. That's promo code KCSN. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code KCSN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Boyd in Ontario, cdkng.co/slash football for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. And again, that is code. K-C-S-N defense KU has defense first off BMAC and that front was the discussion of everyone this offseason whether or not this this front was going to you know be good enough whether this was deep enough, experienced enough whatever words you want to use and through two games this defense, this defensive front has a lot and it has a lot of answers for a lot of different types of games if you want to play them think.
2: Absolutely. I think that's a very strong group. Uh, they're very twitchy. You know, one of the things that of these opening weeks, if you look at the rushing total yards, you think they're doing pretty good in that department. But honestly, a lot of the yards they've given up have been on quarterback scrambles. So I charted running back run plays, intended run plays. They have over two games, 33 carries for 96 yards. That is 2.9 yards a carry. Jeez. That is winning football my goal for this team at the beginning of the season was to get down to 3.8 yards a carry so if this team is under three this is a team where you have to reevaluate the ceiling because their defensive backs are very good mm-hmm. marvin grant is in great shape he is physical he looks like a different player than last year and he looks faster looks lighter um he's not playing both positions as much he's mostly playing free um Jay, you talked about Romello Dodson's growth, and boy, is he growing. He is not the kind of guy you want to be targeting. You already know what number two does. You know, so that's a, you got to stay away from those guys. Then you can throw Kalen Gerbitt in there and play slot corner, who last or has two interceptions in two games. So, I mean, this is a deep, deep secondary. Oh, yeah. And they played base defense the whole game because they put Craig Young on Isaiah Williams, who was the leading receiver coming into the game, the leading receiver from last season after almost nine yards of carry.
1: Ryan Borland said you got a break so imagine that for one second well dude and we've talked about how much we love Craig Young and you can if you can play base I mean it, 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 he allows you to be allows you to play personnel differently that's just the kind of dude he is the flexibility that he gives you because of his athleticism his length his ability to change directions for the linebacker position like I just it's it's such a valuable trait to have and he's yeah he's he's an overhang but like he's a valuable overhang and he's I mean you don't want him in the box that you don't you don't want him there anyway and it's just you've got dudes that can hang in the box but he's the guy you want out in space and I'm with you just I I came away very impressed continued to be impressed by what he's able to do as a coverage player specifically
2: yeah I know he's listed as a linebacker and you're more of an NFL draft evaluator but how many times do you turn on a field and watch a team put a linebacker on the other team's best receiver. Like which films are those? You're not gonna find it. <laughs> and, and and a lot of it was one on one. You know, like when they made that two minute drive, uh, that two minute drill to IP did hit him on a back shoulder. That was very good coverage. Um, you know, when they made a drive uh in the second half, he hit him on a post corner, which was a, a long, a long run. I think fifteen or sixteen yards. He didn't catch any other balls against Craig and man to man. So this sits and and I'm just the size difference of these two people Isaiah Williams is 5'9, 180 pounds, and uh Craig Young's 6'4, 220. And this man is guarding a slot receiver, their number one receiver. I know it can be frustrating for Craig because he's not as involved in stats and numbers, but when you put on a show like that, when there's a lot of NFL stats in the building, I think Craig popped on some radars because his coverage was in.
1: Yeah, and and he already is on. Like I think he's already on some radars, um, some some radars for sure, just because of yeah. It's not the stats. It's the tapes. The tape. Watch the tape. Watch what he does, and watch the value he has to this defense. Yeah, the the leaps and bounds for this this secondary. Um, there's a maturity to them that's just different. You know, I know Kobe. I know Kobe. You know, took that that hit late. That's gonna see him miss the, the the second half of that game and. But I, I genuinely think, you know, and maybe it's, you know, there's, there's some question there, you know, maybe a little too aggressive. I don't know. But I do just, I think there is a maturity and confidence so far that we've seen from this secondary that's been very impressive. There's a lot more cohesiveness, continuity. Um, structurally, they've stayed really, really intact. And then they've made plays on the ball. I, you know, I know Kobe, Kobe had that play, I think it was on third down in the fourth quarter. We just kind of reach like as a little wrap around the receiver and just used his length. That was one of those, like, that's why, that's why he gets the kind of attention that he gets. It's just that kind of play, that athleticism, body control length to make a play on the football, just stuff like that. KU has got two good corners. I, I like both of, I like both their corners. Um, I'll tell you what, the guy we haven't talked about that. I just am still just like continually impressed by. I don't want JB Brown leaving the field. Whoa! I love JB Brown. Whoa! I love that dude. I just, I the violence, the physicality he's played with in the run game. I think he's had pretty good instincts in the past in the pass game. Obviously, he got underneath that pass last week. But I just, I, 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 I know he's probably gonna get off the field at some point. But like, I've just been very impressed with what I've seen out of that kid, and I really like the type of player that he is. Um, the downhill physicality he has, but the capable athleticism, instincts, and in coverage—I've been very impressed with JB Brown. I, I like what I saw out of him this week.
2: Not oh man, JB Brown was excellent. You know, he's a guy that you know I had kind of limited him in my mind. You know, comparing him to some previous off-ball linebackers that we brought in, and kind of just thought, well, you know, maybe they can be good, pretty good solid tacklers. Have to pick up the system, that sort of thing. Uh, not the case with JB Brown. He can do a lot of things. Surprisingly, I was checking some of the transfer portal rankings. Out of the out of the, you know, the bevy of transfers, almost two thousand, probably more. JB Brown was ranked a thousand and fifty-two. Uh, and watching him do that up and under on their right tackle and cleanly get a sack, uh, he's in their <laughs> blitz package as their left defensive end. So that tells you about what his ability is. Forgot about wanna- that. Yeah, he was playing left defensive mid and they don't like it. He was incredible with get off, quick, powerful. We already know his power. We've already heard the stories of all the things he does in the strength and conditioning program, his quickness, his tenacity. And I think he's going to keep Rich Miller fresh, you know, because now you can confidently take Rich off the field and put another guy in because you know that you have a guy that can solidly lead that defense. So that combination of, of defensive players, and I'm going to throw up you to you on this. One of the things that excited me about Coach Borland when we when he was announced the defensive coordinator was personnel packages. He always had a ton of them at Buffalo, and now we're starting to see them. Did you have a favorite package that you
1: saw personnel-wise in that game, or was there something that you liked when he did schematically? No, I from from like personnel packages. I just like when they are willing to play a little heavier. I just like, and that's the Craig Young factor. Like that's just something I kind of appreciate. Like when they feel like they can just get away with it because they're just l- leveraging the athleticism of Craig Young. and so like we've talked about like how good this team is against the run and staying a little heavier can always help that right and so uh, that's something I've always just I, that's something I've always just really liked and valued about this like it's, it's not it's actually the simplistic it's the more simple side of it more than like any of the crazy other personnel groupings it's literally just like I like when they keep their base on even if another team's playing a little bit lighter because they know they have the athleticism of a guy like Craig Young that, you know, he's he's you know, he's technically a linebacker, but he's so much more. Um I will say this though. I will say this. It is not necessarily an entire personnel package. I like when it I like when Austin Booker's on the field getting the yeah. getting a rush at an arc, it. though. Yeah. I like when they I like when they get the I like when they're getting the peel, you know, uh, you know, put their hair back in and, and kind of you know, or pin their ears back because um that's another guy I really wanted to get into. Yeah. He, dude, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know if he is going to be this kind of distru- disruptor against every single offense. But Austin Booker, specifically this, this week, we talked about power versus speed, quickness versus, you know, power and, you know, strength and size and all this stuff. Austin Booker showed exactly he was the he was the you know he exemplified that conversation because Illinois is a heavier footed offensive front I think um they're bigger you know they want to you know you know they're not they're not winning with quickness too much up front or within that offense all that much uh across the board from for the most part you know Isaiah was pretty good but um Watching that dude get up the arc and just wreak havoc on Luke Altmaier, that dude is that going to be a problem in the, in the Big 12 for the next couple of years. Yeah, I
2: mean, you just, and this is when you start to hear things like, sometimes you'll hear these creeps walking around drinking black coffees, talking football stuff, and you'll hear terms like NFL traits. This is what they mean by NFL traits. Mm-hmm. Austin Booker is a perfect example. He's long-armed. He's 6'6", and somehow he's extremely twitchy and extremely powerful. So I don't know if you saw his two sacks. His second sack was a straight bull rush where he just ran through the left tackle and hit the quarterback low. His first sack was an a, attempt to run the bump up the field. He tossed him with his inside arm, sat back into the pocket, into that rushing lane, and then form tackled the quarterback into the ground like those were two incredible plays you don't see people built like him transition to power like that unless they're playing on sundays i think that's what that's what makes
1: that's what they mean by an FL trace this guy would be the picture of the dictionary still and i mean still the ability up the arc and that ability up the arc stresses a, you know it stresses and helps set up of that some of that other stuff right i mean the thing with, you know, he does have an ability to go speed to power, and he's, he was good about using his length you know, to convert in speed to power, but play through the chest of that tackle. Just the, the ability to keep himself clean to do it, and the burst to do it. I There's right. just, there's, I mean, and there's definitely, but, like, it's, he's, like, he's definitely, like, there's still... He ends up on the ground, you know, a decent amount of time still. Like, there's definitely some inconsistencies there. But, like, to your point, B-Mac, you see the pieces that are there for him to kind of put into this package. And, you know, it's a great physical package to have. There is definitely some variance to how he's winning. Um... I've seen, you know, but I've also seen him turn. I've, we've seen him turn the corner playing in two weeks, too. And, you know, a couple of them, you know, he's, he's ending on the ground a little bit and down by the ankles of the quarterback. I get it. But, um, yeah, I'm just, that dude is, he's, he's a player, man. And that's, he's been one of the most fun revelations, I think, for me, just for this team is, yeah. is seeing such a young kid get his opportunities and just absolutely wreak havoc. Um, we probably should talk a little bit about KU Nevada. Um, candidly, KU is out. It, it's it, it. It should not be a game. Um, I'll, I'll just say I don't think this should be a game. Um, it is going to be. Uh, I think this is a, this is one of those opportunities. You you still use it as a chance to get better uh, against an opponent, and you still push hard to make improvements as a football team because the end goal is not to beat Nevada in September. The end goal is to beat somebody in December or January, who knows, uh, you know, when, when KU's opportunity will be, but like the hope is to get there. Um, This is a building block in that opportunity to get there. Um, And, you know, you're going to be doing it without Austin Booker and Jacoby Bryan because both of them are suspended for the first half of this game. So, um, you know, and there's been some injuries with, you know, potentially some, you know, some running backs and stuff too. Um, What are you looking for in this game, Mac?
2: I'm looking for execution. I'm looking for, like, focus on the mission, not a lot of slip-ups or sloppy play. Um, I'm looking for a similar start to the Illinois game. Come in, come out and take care of business on defense and offense and stay healthy because, um, you know, I'm not going to cast too many dispersions against the Wolfpack. I mean, they have had just some tough things to deal with over the last couple years roster-wise, and so they're kind of struggling right now. They do have some decent skill players. Their quarterback's not bad. they got a couple receivers. And running backs that can do some things, so it's not as if they can't do anything. Uh they will be physically overmatched against this Kansas team. So I, I like to see the Jayhawks get out, uh, stick to their uh, their base level game plan, kind of what you saw in Week One, push that other team around, and run the football. You know, you got four running backs, uh, five running backs. I'm tired of saying four. You got five quality running backs. Let's say them all get 10, 15 carries. Let this offensive line lean on some folks. Um, you know, get some of these second line offensive line guys some work. And, Go after and work, and you know, and work is the most important part. Focus, because you got to be a mission-oriented team if you want to compete for championships. It doesn't matter who they put in front
1: of. And I still like, and it's crazy, BMAC, to think that we are sitting here in a position where we are talking about making sure Kansas doesn't let up on an opponent. Right. I just think about it. it's been, a, you know, it's just fun to be in this situation right now. We're like, you, you know, you, know, you got to take this game seriously. You got to take this opportunity seriously, and like. You're looking at you know like yeah it's KU should manhandle Nevada they should beat them comfortably, um, but they still again they they've they've got bigger picture bigger goals in mind and execution, um op, you know give giving giving depth on this team an opportunity to play could be really valuable and you know what hey look it's not the like this is the game that you don't mind seeing a Kobe Bryant and Austin Booker who knows it Devin Neal you know like I know some there's some buzz you know what happens with Devin Neal from a load management perspective where if you play him, you don't need, you may not need Devin Neal to win this football game. Uh, but, you know, this is an opportunity for your depth and some of your rotations to be tested and, and kind of get some looks for some guys and throw some guys into the fire in some situations. Um, I have no doubt that this program and Lance Leipold and this staff and his team are going to take this game seriously, this opportunity seriously. I don't anticipate them letting up too quickly uh i anticipate them putting a good performance together early i think it's going to be good execution across the board i like what you said about week one there's some similarities there establish your physical dominance um you know be the bigger faster stronger football team execute at a high level you're going to score a lot of points you're going to win that game comfortably so um yeah uh, that's that's where i'm with you on that
2: yeah like you mentioned their depth is quality depth you know there's not a huge step down you know jason gilliams a guy that probably needs to play a lot He's a good player. Same with Jalen Dye. Those are good players. We want to see these guys play. OJ Burrows hasn't played a ton. Early. He played a lot more in the second game, but not a ton. Later, so I'd like to see him play some more. Uh, the transfer from LSU, McGee, I'd like to see him get some reps. So there's some guys I just want to see play. Cornell Wheeler. Um, you
1: know. Um, we saw him spot. a little bit this week.
2: We got Yeah, we got to see got, Yeah. We got to see Cornell. Uh, there's just some guys. Caleb Taylor, we'd like to see some more. Um, Dean Miller was a guy that got some reps in their diet package. I'd like to see him some more. So they've got players that we want to watch, and I think they can rotate pretty freely on defense and on the offensive line. I think everywhere else they rotate so much that it's not going to be that big of a difference.
1: Yeah, no, and I'll be curious to see if some of these other offensive line can get in the mix because you're going to need them. I mean, you're going to need a Spencer Lavelle or a Logan Brown. Um, you know, you're going to need some of these guys. Oh, one more thing. Can I, I got to jump back to the offense before we predict this game. It was good to see our Majri Dabs back. Oh he looked. <laughs> he is he is a difference maker on that front, man. That's a good football player, and just adding him back in shows the depth of this team. You know, I, I just he he looked he looked the part against some some dudes, some very physical, you know, defensive linemen, and I was just, I came away very impressed by him so that's just one other guy i forgot to shout out earlier but like watching him that's i think that's an nfl guy here uh in a couple of years for sure because physically looks the part movement skills are good for a guy his size uh strength physicality was obviously there and he's getting better technically as this has his career so yeah
2: yeah and uh, him and pooney on that left side those are two very big men and i mean and- very athletic men too these aren't just big maulers; these guys can maul you they can move with you they can pull i mean I
1: love 155 is out there, man. They call him Big Dog for a reason. Mm-hmm. Big Dog Z. Uh, Pumi's getting some, Dominic Puni's getting some, getting some minutes I love too. So I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm advocating. I, we do a show with Eric Galco, the director of the East West Shrine Bowl, and I keep advocating, I, I keep advocating for some of these guys to get there within because I'm, I'm a big fan of a lot of these guys. Let's predict this game before we get out of here, BMAC. What you got for uh, the game in Reno? I'm going go to 10. Woo! I'm gonna go 51-10. to I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go 42-7. And uh, I think Jason Bean throws a touchdown in the second half at least once. So there's that. At least. At least. It's going to be a fun game. We look forward to it. Kansas has a chance to go 3-0. The buzz continues to build as they'll start playing in Big 12 games right after that. Thank you all so much for listening to Booth Review. We appreciate y'all and we'll catch you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.
0: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love.